Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 110 of Internet Marketing. I'm Andy White. And I'm Kelvin Newman. I butted into you there. Were you going to introduce No, me? that's okay. I was simply going to say that it's brought to you by Site Visibility. Okay. It's sitevisibility.com, but I won't now. I thought you were going to give me a nice big up and I'd ruined it by, you know, butting in. You know, going to say some really nice things about me, Andy. <laughs> Ladies know? and gentlemen, let me introduce one night Professor only. Kelvin Newman. I'm not a professor, that's for sure. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> I hope everyone's and- doing well. I hope they are. Me too. It's a news and tools today. Yes. And uh, we have um, three topics of discussion. Yes. Starting with Google profile updates. What's this all yeah, about, Kelvin? Yeah, um, so basically, um, I don't know quite how long ago now, uh, probably a couple of years ago, Google rolled out, which at the time everyone thought was going to be big news. It actually turned out to be not quite so much of a big deal, but now actually is a big deal, um, which was the fact Google profiles. So there is a page, if you've got a Gmail account, if you've got an AdSense account, if you've got a Google Analytics account, if you've got basically any of the Google tools, a Google Buzz account, if anyone does actually use Google Buzz, Mm, um, Buzz. there is a page on the internet um, that's got your profile, so it's your profile details. Now, that might be private currently, but Google are trying to get everyone to go public with these. And on those pages, you can do all the usual profile-y stuff. So you can upload an image, you can put some links to your websites, you can talk about what interests you, you can talk about... Um, what websites you like, you can talk about where you live, you can talk about what job you do, all these types of things. Very standard um, um, kind of profile style information on the site. Now, in itself, not that interesting. There's lots of websites like that that allow you to do that. You've already probably got profiles on sites like Facebook and Twitter and all that type of thing. Um, And there's some of these other sites like about.me and, you know, there's various ones we can go and set up a kind of personal branding homepage that points off to where all your different profiles are now the reason why the google profile ones are so important is um, first of all it'll pull a picture through into the search results so you want to make sure that, that picture is quite a nice one i've got a hor- horrible old one on mine at the moment so i need to go and change yeah, that. when are you going to change that picture yeah, it's not that, really good it doesn't that, do you justice but the, twi- the twitter one's more current but the one that's kind of on my google profile is yeah that really about- like cl- close up one of the side of your face yes yeah so is that taken with a fisheye lens or something I, I honestly can't remember but it is that typical and I'm sure lots of listeners have done this as well so oh yeah I'll bung up a quick picture on Twitter and they say oh that's your first one it was the only one that had saved on the computer at that point in time and then you're stuck with it because you've used it in enough places that mm. that's how people recognise you 
Um, and then people come up to you face to face after and go, well, I recognize your voice from the podcast, um, but you don't look anything like that picture. But of course, all of them say I look much better looking in real life, I'm sure. And yourself as well. You know, we're mu- you know, much more attractive and handsome um, compared um, to our avatars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on, moving on. So, um, but what's particularly interesting about these Google profiles is the fact that they rank. So for pretty much everyone out there, um, you will be that well i'm probably the vainest person in the world and i check my google you know what's ranking on my name all the time but most people check fairly frequently um what's ranking for their name and sometimes struggle to go well how can i remove this reference to a um you know someone who shares my name who um you know robbed a liquor store in america or or or, you know um exposed themselves in in brighton park you know so um they want to kind of own those search results for their name. So there's lots of ways you can try and do the reputation management where you own those results. But basically, if you set up a Google profile, you fill in the information, it will rank. So unless your name's like John Smith or, you know... Or Andy White. Andy White. um, There's a pretty good chance that that profile's going to rank. So um, well worth going, filling it in, and you will probably be surprised how much information is already on that Google profile that you've shared somehow without perhaps not necessarily realising. Come on, can you just remind us actually what sort of information is on there? Well, so it's, at the least it's probably got a picture. It mm. might. Um, a lot of this, are kind of some of it's shared by default and a lot of it isn't. So Google aren't quite as bad as perhaps Facebook are for accidentally sharing all your public information. But if you're not careful, you can have your email addresses, the, ad- the addresses of where you've, you know, kind of like towns where you live on Google Map, um, job titles, um, you know, that type of thing, you know, Twitter profiles, if you've associated your Twitter account with a buzz account, you'd be amazed at what you may have, well, maybe not accidentally, but at some point in time shared, made a connection with on Google. So you've connected um, a Twitter account to your Gmail account. um, And perhaps you realize at the time, but you perhaps now don't realize. So, you know, worth having a look just in case there's something there that's so, unexpected. So Google remembers all those links, does it? Okay. Well, you give them a huge amount of information and, you know, at the time you've opted in, they never they never do anything that you haven't given them permission for, but I think sometimes we perhaps don't realise that we've given them permission in that way, shape or form. And I have to admit, Kelvin, I did mentally blink, actually, when yeah. you started this talk, this discussion on Google profile updates. The specific thing that has changed, what's the news here? Well, it's just the fact that they've kind of turned it on a lot more. So they've incre- you know increased the functionality of it, and I've seen the profiles appear in search results much more than they did previously. Ah, so okay. whereas in the past it perhaps didn't matter because it didn't rank... Mm. Uh, but they've added more functionality and they're appearing a lot more frequently in the search results. So, so come on, Kelvin, how, how, can I, how can I make it so that when people put Andy White in, they don't get the Irish folk singer and comedian? Um, yeah, I mean, I think if you've got a, a, a common name, it's always going to be more difficult. Mm. Now, what um, you may remember, and people, if, if people are interested in this, we've got an episode, I can't for the life of me remember what number it was, but with Anthony Mayfield, we did an episode about personal branding. Now, what he said to do is if you've got a name that lots of people share, you want to try and influence people to refer to you in a particular way. So that's either kind of adding a, um, like your case, Andy, you've kind of gone with a... Um, a Dr. Kind of, Pod. Yeah, Dr. Pod. So you've got kind of a, a brand that's associated with you personally. So that's one possibility. The other one as well um, is whether you can kind of limit it in another way. So if you... So to kind of go back to the vanity one on, on, on my side, if you type in Kelvin Newman, I, I'm in the UK at least, um, m- pretty much all the search results are based with me. So interestingly, 
then there's a lot of suggestions. So if Google suggests you start to type in my name, it suggests other people because other people are looking for other people who share my name. And so it's like Kelvin Newman Astro Journalist, Kelvin Newman HSBC, Kelvin Newman um, News Anchor, because there's like a news anchor who, I think it's Kevin yeah. Newman, but Google get a bit confused. Yeah, so um, I, I call you Kevin, don't I? Yeah, Kelvin. Yeah, yeah, so it's Kelvin, yeah. So, but what they're doing there is, so in that case, it's like, well, maybe you want to be Andy White Brighton. So you're always referring to yourself as Andy White Brighton or you're always you know, suggesting that. Or maybe it's Andy, Andy White podcasting mm. or something like that or Andy White podcast. And then when you get to that search result, um, it's always just you. And you're always trying to influence people to think of you in those terms. As Google, Google profile doesn't allow, I'm assuming it doesn't allow pseudonyms at the moment. Um, I think it's, it's kind of, you know, it's connected to that personal one. So it's better for that kind of Andy White podcasting because then yeah. on your profile, you could talk about all the podcasting that you do and mm. you know, how you associate with this or, or at the very least, because it's going to have your location on it. You could maybe go for the location one. Sometimes it's company names as well. Um, so it could be like Andy White Wireworld, you know, mm. you know that type of um, extension or Kelvin Newman site visibility and that kind of, um, you know, um, suffix to the search term. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I can suggest. If you've got a name with you know thousands of you share that name, you, you're not going to. Not everyone. There's only ten results, so you know only sure. only a few people can can be there. So all you John Smiths and Jane Doe's out there, take yeah, heed. Yeah, I think that I think the moral of the story is is if you're having a child. Google their name beforehand, see if there's many of them about. Um, register the .com version of their name really early on. Get some content up there and, you know, personal branding um, for the win on, on that side. Yeah, get, get their footprints and handprints online. Yeah, give them, give them and, if, and if you can't think, you know, just make a name up, you know, like Maradzvilla um, Newman. I don't know. I didn't give my daughter yes. a particularly crazy name, so yeah, maybe she'll. Oh, that, sorry, that is your daughter's name. No, 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 no. She's Elsie, so no, far more, far more realistic. Right. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Um, Search Engine Plus, Kelvin. Yes. Um, so um, Adobe um, have released a new version of Search Engine, uh, um, Search Center Plus, um, which is kind of an omniture-related um, search marketing solution. Now, um, the type of solution you'd want to have a look into if you're spending lots of money on kind of pay-per-click. So if you're using something like, um, you know, Marin Software, Fish and Frontier, Dart, that type of thing, this is good news that that reporting will kind of work quite flexibly with that. So worth checking out if you're kind of that scale. I think most people who listen to the podcast perhaps aren't at that kind of spending hundreds of thousands of pounds on on a software solution to manage their pay search. So I just wanted to talk about some of the, um, you know, interesting SEO tools or suites that are out there at the moment that are really quite interesting now first up is one that um we've got a big history with and you know have used a lot of site visibility is um a company called raven raven seo tools now um what they do is they have a kind of like complete seo management solution so you can kind of use a keep track of your link requests um keep track of the articles you've syndicated keep track of where you're what where you rank for what keywords it pulls in analytics data um which um, then says, okay, well, my keyword went up to position one and then its traffic went up by 20% and that type of thing, which is really exciting. And some basic social media monitoring tools. So not as good as the full-blown social media monitoring tools that we've talked about in the past, Mm. but a good place to start. So that's Raven. Really, really good. Really, really recommended. There's another one called Buzzmetrics. Now, I'm actually, um, I'm supposed to be having a phone call with the guys yesterday about that, but I'm going to be recording a future podcast episode on, on their tools, which is an interesting kind of link management um tool to kind of keep track of um link building online so that's really interesting as well and worth noting um 
some of SEO Moz's tools. Now, we talk about SEO Moz a lot. It's because they're really good. In fact, we haven't spoken about them for a while. Yeah, so their their best known tool is Open Site Explorer, which used to be kind of known as Linkscape, which is basically a backlink analysis tool. So you can look at who's linking to what pages and what sites, which words they're using to link to them, which pages within the site are the most important, Mm. all that that type of gubbins that make people like me who love link building very excited. Um, But they've also got some, you know, really exciting tools kind of to manage campaigns in there. So if you've got a try and pull together the various elements of uh, of an SEO campaign. So um, rankings, um, you know, re- setting of tasks and all that type of thing. They've got some really exciting tools there as well. So basically, yeah, those three tools, well worth checking out, plus all the tools we mentioned normally. But I know that people are always interested in fairly affordable, very useful tools. Raven, Buzzmetrics, and the SEO Moz Suite are well worth investigating. And finally, Mr. Newman... Instagram, yes. Can we talk about Instagram? Now, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, yes. Perhaps not one of the most marketing-y stories we talk about, but basically just a very interesting app that I think people, you know, be well advised to have an explore of. It's kind of a photography app, so... um, uh, but you is, might is be an iPhone from, app? Yeah, yeah, iPhone it's app. IPhone I think you can get it on Android and all the other platforms as well. It's an app, then. Um, it's an app. It's a yes. generic app. mobile app. And yes. um, now, I've always been kind of a hipstamatic user, um, which probably speaks volumes about me. So basically, yeah, Hipstamatic is kind of a photography app that kind of makes old-fashioned analog-style photos. And Instagram is a similar kind of thing, but they've mm. got a little bit more of a kind of exciting back end to it and websites associated with that. So it's just, I know that people are always looking for interesting apps to take out there. Instagram, really good. I mean, I think they did, uh, oh, so it's iPhone only, sorry, my correction here. So they garnered um, 100,000 registrations in the first week. Um, you know, by week 10, a million users had signed up for the service. So that's, you know, really, really impressive, quick growth, really interesting app. I've had a bit of a play with it, enjoyed it on my iPhone. And, you know, I know people like to always have an experiment. It's more for taking pictures. It's not going to be able to get, you know, lots of business to your company website or anything like that. But um, it does open an interesting question, yeah. actually, about what the role of um, sort of geotagged photos can be in internet marketing. Sorry to drop this. Yeah, no, I, I think... Your homework to do now is to answer that question. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, there's, there's geotagging as a concept. So when you have a geographic piece of data associated with a piece of content is really really interesting exciting so you know you get that on Flickr so if you've got you know your you know you've got your phone and you take a picture on Flickr and you upload it it can tell you where that was taken you can get that as well with tweets so they're geographically connected as well yeah you've then got the whole Foursquare um go walla Facebook places style thing where you've got people physically checking into a location saying I was there and actually we're talking about um, someone who we're hoping to interview fairly recent in the future I won't say because it curses it whenever I talk about who they are but he's really funny he checks into two places he checks into the Ivy when he visits the Ivy and he checks into KFC when he visits KFC right um, because there's that whole funny thing when people are checking into places they only talk about cool places they're going you know so I love the fact that someone who's a super duper high shot person t- checks into that they've been to the you know the fried chicken takeaway <laughs> place um, but you know, so yeah, there's a whole connection of things coming together around you. Ge- uh, yeah, geotagging. Um, whether it'll only ever be a geeky thing, at the moment it does seem to be that, you know, I, I don't have a problem with telling my friends that, you know, I've checked into this pub and I'm going to be there. But for a lot of people, that'd be weird. Now, whether that'll be weird and become normal, like mobile phones did, like Twitter did, like Facebook did, or whether it'll just remain weird, I'm not absolutely certain yet. Um, but... You know, we'll talk. I, I think in the next news and tools episode, we're going to mention um, kind of an interesting implementation of um, some geo um, tagging 
marketing opportunities. Um, and yeah, I can see that it's exciting, particularly for people who operate in, in a local space. So if you have a physical premises, so you're a hotel, you're a restaurant, you're yeah. a you know, chiropodist or a dentist. Well, that'll be good. I look forward to that. But I think for today's show, that is it. Is it not, Mr. Yeah, Newman? I think, yeah, hopefully some interesting bits there as well. Main what takeaway is go look at your Google profile, decide what you want to have on it and update it accordingly or delete it accordingly or, you know, remove certain information from it that you don't want other people to see. Thank you very much, Mr. Newman. That's goodbye from me, Andy White. And goodbye from me, Kelvin Newman. See you next time. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White is signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 